Welcome to That's What She Did. This is one of your hosts, T, along with Michelle Talbert, and we're coming to you every day during the month of March to bring you these stories of inspiring everyday Wonder Women that you've probably never heard of. So grab a mimosa and buckle in. We're about to begin. All right. Hey, Michelle. Hey, T. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you today? I'm awesome. I cannot complain. I am quite uh, happy. We are talking about phenomenal women, women, phenomenal woman, woman, <laughs> and women. Um, and I'm just really excited because that's what she did is making an impact. And we're hearing great feedback and we appreciate the feedback you guys are sharing with us about, um, you know, different episodes and 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 things that we are are doing we appreciate this i'm Albert, and i'm tangia renee and we're so grateful for you to join us and yes to just bring home michelle's point the feedback is incredible and we need more of it so please continue to do so email us at that's what she did podcast at gmail.com to let us know how we're doing Tell us your stories. Tell us stories of the women that you know about so that we can share that. And tell us what, you know, what are your takeaways? Are you learning anything? What is the value that you're receiving here? So we know, so we can really know, is this something that we need to continue doing? We want to know. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, Women's History Month is 31 days and we're only releasing episodes every day of the week, Monday through Friday. But if this is something where there's value, if there are tweaks and or other thoughts you have about how we could bring these stories to life, you know, um, you know, we brought women across the globe, uh, all women of color, you'll notice um, um, from across the globe. And we really want to highlight them from the past, the present. And we're looking forward to going into the future. Shoot, we've even talked about a 17-year-old, you know? What a future she has ahead of her. So we're really excited. And today is no different. I'm bringing you Phyllis Tucker Vincent. So, I mean, you know, Let's we've heard do of this. Bra- yeah, because right? I've only heard her name because you mentioned it. Exactly. And just like for the listeners that don't know that if you haven't been with us from the beginning, you're just catching us now. We don't tell each other who the other one is doing so that like it can be surprised so that right. we can learn along with the rest of you and there's no cheating allowed. So like, I, you know. I can't go Google somebody. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that I can form questions ahead of time. This is, so I know this name only because Michelle told me this name like yesterday. <laughs> right, this is who we're doing. And I'll tell you why when we meet, when we start recording. Okay, okay, so, go. Phyllis, her name is actually Phyllis Tucker Vincent Jackson because um, she got married again. But Phyllis Tucker Vincent Jackson, we've all heard of, you know, that little lady Oprah Winfrey and, and her importance with regard to television. Well, the way that Phyllis Tucker Vincent Jackson gets written about um, is people like to start it off with, in 1969, Phyllis Tucker Vincent was an unwed mother of a baby boy who had to support her child with welfare assistance. In 1989, she was NBC's vice 
president of Children's and Family Program, making a substantial salary and a substantial contribution to America. Wow. That is an everyday wonder woman. Definitely. When she was in her late teens, she got pregnant with her son. Her family was upset. Um, She did go to college. She went to UC. Uh, LA and she was actual it was sorry she went to to Cal State Cal State in Los Angeles and she went on to public assistance to take care of herself and her son and her parents were not happy about that but she said out of her own mouth this was my mistake not necessarily that her child was a mistake but that you know she ended up in these circumstances but she was determined to go ahead and make a difference. So she went to school and she was determined to make it right on her own. And so she went to school and after graduating, she got her bachelor's degree in child development. And after graduating, she worked as a secretary for NBC. Wow. Right. That's the good thing about being out in Cali, I guess, you know, you can have access, but it was never her intention to stay. She was going to get her teaching credentials and leave. She became a secretary and started working her way up the ranks. She didn't leave, obviously. And 10 years later, she loved that she she loved her work. She was good at it. She became a director of children's programming in 1979. And she brought us such ditties as the Smurfs. Oh, the Smurfs. I used to love the Smurfs. Exactly. Punky Brewster, the Punky Brewster, the um, animated series, because there was a Punky Brewster and then there was an animated Punky Brewster in the 80s. And Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, I love Alvin and the Chipmunks. Saved by the Bell is your generation. Yes, that was definitely (laughs) my, like, A.C. Slater was my first like for real celebrity crush. Like uh, I wanted to marry him. So now is he the blonde one or is he the one with the dark hair? He was the Puerto Rican one. Ah, uh, with the wavy dark hair, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mario He's, Lopez. Mario Lopez, right? Okay, thank you. Because I'm like, wait, that's not his name. Who <laughs> later was his character? He was so cute. That's your generation. Yes. Uh, I loved me some AC Slater. I watched Saved by the Bell just because of AC Slater. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> well, prior to that, uh, no pun intended, she actually worked on the Richard Pryor show. Uh, a show called Chico and the Man, which I loved. It was basically a Chicano version of Sanford and Son. Really? I've never was, heard of it. Oh, it was such a great show. It was such a great show. I loved Chico and the Man. I was a little girl when that came you out. You know, I used to watch Sanford and Son on um, Nick at Night when I was uh-huh. in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids caught up on a lot of my old uh, television shows by watching. Nick at Night. Nick at Night did wonders for those old TV shows. Another one of my favorites, which was Little House on the Prairie, and a little something called Chips, which was the California Highway Patrol, okay. Eric Estrada. I have never seen that. <laughs> like, so my husband's name is Isaac. Right. Estrada. Estrada. Right? Exactly. So we go places and people are like, Eric Estrada. Right. And when right. I heard we were dating, people would call me. Eric. I'd be like, why are people calling you Eric? It's so weird. And he was like, I'm that show Chips. And I was like, exactly. what the hell is Chips? Oh my God. <laughs> I've chips never seen it. 
bomb. We used to watch it as kids. We'd come home and talk about it the next day in school. But remember, I'm almost 50. So she's my era. Um, but, you know, like I said, like Oprah with her golden touch or platinum touch, to be more accurate, Miss mm-hmm. um, Vincent actually increased sales, which is, you know, how they run based on commercial sales and advertising from $2 million to $35 million wow. under her. And it was cool because there's pictures of her with um, Barbara, who did all the drawing for like the Flintstones and the Smurfs and stuff like that. Like she is a staple of the TV network at its height and was the first African-American woman VP of programming across any television network. She paved the way for Oprah. Yeah, exactly. So in 1991, she joined uh, what was called the World African Network, and she served as the executive vice president there. She moved her family to South Africa for 13 years, raised five children, was married, um, came back and worked and did some other things in at the CW Saturday morning and other uh, telephone brands telephone brands, television brands, um, which, you know, have since broken up and they're so desperate, but she is still alive. So I do like talking about somebody who's still alive. She was born in 1948 in uh, Los Angeles, California. She's actually a year younger than my mom. And um, she's gotten awards from NAACP and all kinds of places. And she's kept her hand in programming and, and sort of broadcast and things of that nature. And she's still out there doing her thing. So, so she like it's, it's semi-retired, retired, yeah, retired. I think she does like consulting things. She sits on boards and things like that. Uh, but she has such a wealth of knowledge. And like I said, you know, people love the rags to riches, even though she wasn't necessarily rags. Her parents obviously had some type of money where they were upset enough for her to be on public assistance. But the fact that she did that on her own, then, you know, went ahead and, and rose through the ranks. Um, and then had four more children. <laughs> wow. Why did she move to South Africa? Because her husband was actually very involved in broadcast and radio over there. And so they lived there and she loves South Africa. Like in interviews, you'll see she talks about how much she loves South Africa. It's a great place to vacation. Kind of like how I ended up living in South Florida. You know, I came down to Miami for vacation. And I was like, this is home. So I could totally see where she went to South Africa and felt like this is home. And, um, but she's back in the States now and, and doing her thing. She's, she's, she's on the board of trustees at the JFK Center for Performing Arts. And she was uh, put there by uh, President Bill Clinton. So yeah, she's, she's okay. She is uh, Phyllis Tucker Vincent Jackson. And it's Vincent, B-I-N-S-O-N. Jackson. So, you know, Oprah was not the first. And that's why we're doing this show. That's what she did. Because a lot of times we've heard, you're not going to hear the stories of women who we already know, or if you already know them, you're going to hear something new, hopefully, about them. Because it's so important to understand how we're all interrelated and how there are people whose shoulders we stand on. I'm sure Oprah knows her, you know? Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. But the fact that she paved the way for Oprah to be able to do what she does. Yeah, for for someone like Oprah, even someone like, um, what's her name? Lisa Nichols. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Lisa Nichols has a similar story. Yep, exactly, with raising her son 
and 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 then ended up being an author and writing all these books and being in the secret and everything else all that stuff yeah so it's incredible women who are doing great things so we would love to hear from you listeners thank you for uh, listening and we'd love to hear from you if you have stories or you have women in your life who you think we should be highlighting or women who you know who we should be highlighting please send them to us at that's what she did podcast at gmail.com Thanks for joining us for another episode. That was really great. I learned so much. Um, and it brought back some great memories, right? Like I forgot all about AC Slater until you just mentioned <laughs> Say by the Bell. I was- Lopez is still pretty busy. He actually yeah. does broadcast stuff and takes his daughter with him and they do all kinds of photo op and Instagram stuff. He's a cutie. I thought he was going to be my baby daddy before I knew what a baby daddy was. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's funny see my generation we were kind of cosby show kids right i didn't have a crush on theo though but then when a different world came and shaka hit the screen with those dreads oh my god (laughs) was he the one who wore the round glasses no you're talking about Dwayne Wade. see now you feel like i feel when you talk about say (laughs) bye I remember a different world. They used to, I'm, you know, I've always been a night owl and I would like come home from school and, and like watch TV at one in the morning and, and those shows would be on, on cable. <laughs> yeah, because you were watching the reruns. I'm yep. talking about first run after yep. Thursday nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, Shaka was actually, he started off as Freddie's boyfriend. And um, he actually, his name is Gary Dorjan, and he was in CSI, Crime Scene Investigators, the television show. He's the first black dude on the first CSI in the series of a billion CSIs. That Wait, which, which one? Which, which city? Which state was it? I might have seen Las it. Las Vegas, the first one, the original one. The original one, CSI, the original is one. Is he the Las one Vegas. with the light-colored eyes? Yeah, that's Gary Dorjan. Yeah, he oh. used to have locks, and he was on A Different World back in the 80s. I, I didn't know that. I don't think I saw those episodes. <laughs> and that's what she did. It's not that's what he did. We, now we're just talking about crushes. True, true. true. Okay. <laughs> that was another episode of who I wanted to hook up with when I was a teenager. Exactly. And have a nice day. <laughs> See you. Bye. Bye. You just heard an episode of That's What She Did, bringing you stories of incredible women doing incredible things. Make sure you join us again tomorrow as we bring you the deets on another everyday Wonder Woman to inspire you on your journey. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Oh, and make sure you share it with your friends. Spread the love. Bye.